Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. Good morning, welcome to Bible Platform. If there be any praise, if there be any thanks, if there be any worship, if there be any adoration, we give it all to the true God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, in the name that is above every name, we humbly bow before your throne. We join the angels to declare that you alone are God. May your Holy Spirit help me in this presentation May you give understanding to all my hearers. In Christ's name I have prayed and called it done. Amen. Today we come to continue our series on the church that Jesus Christ is building. Beloved, Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, that he is building his church and the gates of Hades or the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. When we look at church history, and we um, study or read about the persecutions that men and women have gone through since the days of the apostles, even up to today, all in an effort to stifle the gospel, to overthrow the church that Jesus Christ says is building. We will have to agree that indeed there is no way the gates of hell can prevail against the church. All kinds of forces, state power in the days of Rome, religious opposition, antagonism, persecution, killings of believers throughout the ages. All of those things put together have done little to be able to snuff out the fire that Jesus Christ lit on the face of this earth. He said it, I believe it, that no amount of conspiracy against the church will stand. Till Jesus comes again, the church will grow from strength to strength. In spite of all that the enemy is doing, whether directly through the spirit realm or through mediums of men, Jesus is building his church. I'm just blessed and excited to be part of that church, the body of believers. This morning is my joy to just speak into your spirit that if you are a child of God, I mean, if you have given your life to Jesus, if you claim to be a Christian, let us, with the help of the Holy Spirit, live lives that will bring glory to his name, that will attract others into the kingdom. There is too much whitewashing of the things of God. And I believe that the Spirit of God is calling us to basics. And that is why we're spending so much time to try to go through the scriptures and throw light on the church that Jesus Christ is building. Not a church that any human being is building or any human institution is building. The biblical church. And for a recap, we have seen that when we talk about a church, we are not talking about a building. We are talking about people, human beings. Because that word means the called out ones, those who have been called out. And I'm excited that I'm among those who have been called out of darkness, of sin and death 
and eternal damnation through the blood of Jesus Christ. I have nothing to work out. It has all been paid for. And my working out is just to apply what has been paid for to live a dignified life that will reflect my new position in Christ, my new place as a redeemed of the Lord. So that others will look at me and be drawn by the light that I throw into the darkness and to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Beloved, you cannot wait any longer. If you are under the sound of my voice and you haven't given your life to Jesus, I'm not talking about just going to church. I'm talking about giving your life to Jesus. Saying, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I need you to make my way to heaven because life does not end here. And today I'm inviting you to be the Lord of my life. That's the best decision you can make in your life. Because let me tell you what. You can gain everything in this life. You will live everything in this life. But if you gain Christ, it's the beginning of a glorious life hereafter. It's not going to get worse and worse. It's going to get better and better and better. Spiritually speaking first. Because the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. All other things are then added. So don't put the cart before the horse. Having said that, we're looking at another aspect of the church that Jesus Christ is building. Beloved, if you call yourself a Christian, it means that you form part of the church that Jesus Christ is building. I have a shocker for you. If your idea of being a Christian is that it's a jolly ride for the rest of your life, you got it wrong. Listen to this one. I'm going to read from 1 Peter chapter 4. Now, the church that Jesus Christ is building is hated with passion. Jesus said, if they hated me, how do you expect that they will love you? They will hate you. They persecuted me. They will persecute you. If you really love Jesus, get this straight into your spirit. That is not a roller coaster. Things can get rough and bad for a believer. This is what the scripture says. You don't have to ask for it. But sometimes it will be imposed on you because of the position you have taken as a child of God. First Peter chapter 4, reading from verse 12. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. Hmm. You get it? He said, don't be surprised when you go through fiery trials. So it's not everything that is about a witch. Some of it are part of the package of belonging to the body of Christ. Listen to what Peter wrote here. Still reading First Peter chapter 4, verse 14. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Let me read again. First Peter 4, 14, the first part. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed. All of us want blessing. Blessing. God bless me. God bless me. God bless me. God bless me. Here Peter is telling us, that the blessing can position you in a place of persecution. Let me go again. If you are insulted 
for the name of Christ. You are blessed. And yet we ask, if God is with me, why is all this being done to me? If God is with me, why are they always on my case? Yes. The glory upon you incites hatred, persecution. Incites the enemy of everything that is good, pure, holy, and right. Just because of who you have become in Christ. And the Bible said when that happens... You shouldn't be surprised. Because you have placed yourself in that position by accepting Jesus into your life. The world doesn't love Jesus. Demons don't love Jesus. And so they will come at you. So encourage yourself and let this day be another day when you rededicate your life to the Lamb of God and say to yourself, come what may. I'm moving forward in the name of the Lord. There's no turning back for me. For I know that my Redeemer liveth. And he shall stand upon the earth on the last day. And God will bless you. God will empower you. And God will strengthen you. He says, if you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed. How can I convince you anymore? Apart from the word of God. Why should I say I am blessed when I'm being insulted? The second part of that scripture answers it. He says, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. So you see what I was telling you? When the spirit of glory rests on you, come upon you, the anointing attracts hatred. The anointing attracts persecution. You cannot eat your cake and have it. If you want to walk in the glory, get ready for enemy attack. Devil will come at you. Demons will come at you. There are human agents who come at you. Why? Because the glory is on you. You attract hatred. Effortlessly. Jesus Christ says, in this world, in this world, you will have persecution. He said, don't deal. But he didn't stop there. He said, but be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world. Praise the name of the Lord. Be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world. So the bottom line is this. The story will not end with you being a loser. You will win. You ask me, how do I win? When I'm under this extreme persecution. How have those people, right from from the master himself who was killed, the apostles who were killed, the martyrs of Christendom all through the ages who were killed in cold blood, how will we call them victors and overcomers? This is the catch. What the devil sought to achieve by making them turn their back on God, he never got it. They died triumphantly, believing that there is a better place for them. Can we believe that? Today's Christianity is about, I want to have it all here. I want to eat it all here. If I don't get it and the occultists can offer it, I'm there. Let me encourage you. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Don't allow that temporary setback. Don't allow that temporary disappointment. Don't allow that temporary suffering to take you captive. And turn you away from the Lord. We are all here only for a season. And beloved. If you care to listen to me. 
I'm saying to you that these two shall pass away. The church will triumph and the church will be glorified when Jesus Christ comes again. But meanwhile, while we are here, we need to strengthen ourselves and understand that the enemy will not sit back and clap at us and watch us enjoy the blessings of God without coming at us. He has lost it and he is not happy about it. Therefore, for those of us who have had a privilege of going where he was thrown out, we become targets of his persecution and hatred. But I tell you what, we will win because it's not by might, it's not by power. The Bible says about my spirit. So we will win. You are listening to the Bible platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to the Bible platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. This and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM. And your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continues. Let me go to the book of Revelation, the chapter number 2. Let me read the verse 8 and 9. The church is minor. And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna, write, These things, these things, saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works, and tribulation, and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews, and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Verse number 10. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. So if anybody tells you that if you are born again, you are not going to have any problems, everything is going to go easy for you, all your problems are going to be solved, I am telling you it's a lie from the pit of hell. Some of your problems will be solved. Some of the times, God will give you grace to live with some of the things. That's scripture. He told Paul, well, I heard you pray three times. But let me tell you what, I'm not removing the thorns, but I'm giving you something to deal with the thorns. My grace is sufficient for you. Let us humbly, let us humbly accept that we cannot undo the things that only God can undo. That as believers chosen to show forth his praise on this earth. Sometimes there may be things that may happen that we simply cannot explain. Don't force yourself to say things that God has not said. Let God be God. There are hidden things that we may pray for and he may not clarify. Let's leave it there until he chooses to clarify. As long as he's not telling us or giving us any reasons why what should happen is happening. And we have searched our hearts. We know we have prayed about it. We're still praying about it. Let's keep hope alive and know that God is not confused. He knows where he is taking us and he knows how to deal with our issues. So, he says, fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, mm, in other words, take notice. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that you may be tried. And you shall have tribulation ten days. And it, it did happen. 
that some of them were cast into prison. Some of them were killed. I mean, the apostles. I mean, the, the early disciples of Christ. And like I said, it's still happening. Because that is the work. That is the core. The church can never have it easy. See the infiltration. See the smearing. See how the enemy is taking the name of Christ and, and abusing the name by using it to do all kinds of spiritual gymnastics. People are doing all kinds of things using the name of Jesus Christ. But God is still on the throne. Hallelujah. He's never confused. He knows where he's going. There is a day called the day of accountability. And we will get there. But meanwhile, let's do what we have been called to do with understanding that we have an enemy who can never go to sleep, who will not say, well, these guys, I can never defeat them, so I'm tired of attacking them. No, he will always attack. He will always fight. He will always come after us. But this one thing I know, that with Christ on our behalf, we will gain the victory. They come in by three ways. They will run by 72 ways. God is able to protect us. God is able to provide for us. Right in our midst, he operates. And many times, I've talking to my colleague pastors who are really, really sacrificing for the kingdom and are frustrated because of the opposition, internal opposition especially, that they're going through. I just want to read a scripture to encourage you as we share on the opposition that the church is building is likely to face. I want to read a scripture to encourage you. Let you know that this did not begin with us. And there is no way this eternal opposition, Satan raising up people right in your church, right in your home to make things difficult for you. There is no way that, that Satan is going to allow you to have breathing space over that. This is what John wrote in the third letter of John, only one chapter, chapter one, the verses nine and ten. He said, I wrote unto the church, but Diotrephes, who loveth to have the preeminence among them, receiveth as not. This guy will not receive John's direction to the church. So John said this, verse 10. Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds which he doeth, prating against us with malicious words, and not content wherewith, neither doth he himself receive the brethren, and forbideth them that would, and casteth them out of the church. Probably I have to take a leave of King James Version and read this from a more modern version, maybe the English Standard Version, tell John the verses, 9 and 10. He said, I have written something to the church. But Dehotrephes, who likes to put himself first, does not acknowledge our authority. Can you believe that? The apostle, <laughs> Jesus, or the scripture called the beloved apostle, was defied by this guy. He would not accept him. So if you are doing the work of God, and you are discouraged because of rejection. You're doing your best. I just want to encourage you. We all go through it many times. And you've got to guard your spirit. Because 
It is a game of the devil. If you don't take care, you end up being bitter, hating people. I mean, they occupy all your space because you're always thinking about them and what they have done against you. It is going to cost you. It's going to hurt you. And that will, will not be good for you. So, this is what John said. This guy will not acknowledge the authority. And in verse 10, he said he was going to take action. He said, so if I come, I will bring up what he's doing. Talking wicked nonsense against us. English Standard Version. Talking wicked nonsense against us. And not content with that, he refuses to welcome the brothers. And also stops those who want to and push them out of the church. I've, I've had this experience many times where people sit in your church and they oppose you behind your back. They pretend to be with you, but they're not with you at all. And they can encourage people to leave the church. They themselves will not leave. They sit in there and kick people out. Very sad. But that is part of the game. The church that Jesus Christ is building. The enemy's opposition does not only come from outside, but more importantly from inside. And if you care to know, didn't he do it with Judas, a member of the apostolic team? And if he did it with Jesus, why do you and I think that he won't do it to us? Of course, when it comes, it hurts. But we must outgrow these things and just take a stand and know that the church that Jesus Christ is building will ultimately triumph. Let me read something from Revelation 15. Revelation 15, 2 and 3. Today, we round up on this series. Even though there's a lot more, and I encourage you to study the Word of God, and you'll find more light on the church that Jesus Christ is building. So that you will not be deceived. The Bible warns us all the time, do not be deceived. Do not be, because the possibility of being deceived is there. Amen? So, Revelation 15, the verses 2 and 3. And I saw what appeared to be a sea of glass mingled with fire. And also those who had conquered the beast and his image and the number of his name, standing beside the sea of glass with harps of God in their hands. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God. And the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and amazing are your deeds, O Lord God the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the nations. Verse 4. Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship you for your righteous acts have been revealed. Praise the name of the Lord. Our God is leading us in a triumphant procession. Soon and very soon we will be gone. And there in glory, when the church is eventually unveiled as the bride of Christ, we will rejoice through all eternity. Welcome to the body of Christ. Keep faith with God. Stand strong in him. Because this is not the end of the story. This is just the beginning. What a blessing to be counted as a child of God among the redeemed. God bless you. 
Your friend Pastor Ansimeta saying, have a wonderful day. God willing, come your way again with more of his word next week. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to Bible Platform. For questions, prayers, and counseling, contact Reverend Metal on 0244 Thank you for listening. Tune in same time next week. God bless you. Your grace. God bless you.